0: All right, today we're starting the Sugi of Ripui. Ripui, the first half of the Gemara, is the Khashban. Just getting all the facts down is a little difficult, but the Lumbis is not so hard. The stage afterwards, the Gemara is not so difficult, but the Lumdis is more complicated. So let's take it each step at a time, and uh, we'll see what we get to. So says the Holy Gemara, we're holding the Gemara, and I Pei, Hey, Amad, Aleph. So the sages taught all the hamaka, hamaka." If came, I'm gonna call as a viral a fungal infection. Um, they rise due to the maca, minister hamaka. Now what happens after they you get this fungal infection? So now the wound heals. So says the Gemara, so what do we have left? All we have left now is a fungal infection that's a residual Effect of the treatment, the medical treatment that you got. So, there, what's the din? The din is, you have to give him a repui for that fungal infection, and you also have to give the dame shavis, you have to pay him for his unemployment during the time due to the fungal infection. But if you got a fungal infection, not due to the wound that was given to you by the assailant, you don't have to heal him. And you don't have to give him the money for his unemployment due to that fungal infection. Now, before we get to other opinions, I want to make a few diukim here. Number one, the Gemara Hamaka. So now, number one is that this whole discussion started, first of all, only by tzmachim. But it's obvious that the Makkah itself, the wound itself, you have an obligation to heal and during the entire time that it didn't heal, it was never nister hamaka, the Maka itself. So obviously you have to take care of the Maka. The whole Kiddush of the Gemara is that something that happened as an effect from the Maka. A viral infection comes now due to the Maka. a fungal, I'm sorry, infection comes due to the healing of the Maka, the healing of the wound. So there, nonetheless, you have to pay for it. So now comes on the Gemara and says, V'Nistar hamaka." Now what's the Kiddush of the Gemara? The Kiddush of the Gemara is... The whole discussion of the Gemara starts when the Maka is not there. But let's say the Maka is still there, and now he gets a fungal infection while the Maka is still there. So there the Gemara also assumes, as a dove or Pashat, that you have to still take care of this fungal infection. And the whole discussion of the Gemara is only after the fact. So two things are Pashat and the Gemara. The Gemara is assuming that a fungal, that the Maka itself you have to take care of. And not only that, but the Gemara is assuming that a fungal infection that occurs while the Maka... Is being treated, you also have to take care of. The whole discussion only starts after the maka that you gave is taken care of. So now do you have to take care of a residual fungal infection that came due to it? So the first opinion we saw, we'll call them the Rabbanon Kamai. The Rabban kamai of the opinion that you have to not only pay for the Ripui, but you also have to pay for the shavis which is incurred due to the fungal infection which he received. During his care. Rabbi Huda says as follows If it was due to the Makkah, the fungal infection came due to your treatment of the Makkah, then you have to pay for repoy. But you don't have to pay You not have to pay for the unemployment. Now the Chachamim are different, we'll call these Due to the Gemara later on, either we refer to them as a Chachamim and Rabbanan Basrai, they disagree, and they say a principle as follows: imim There's a hekesh. There's a connection between shevis and ripui. Kol Any time you're obligated to pay shevis, you also have to pay for the ripui as well. and if you don't have to pay for the shevis, then you don't have to pay for the b'ripui. Then you don't have to pay for the ripui. So here in our case, the assumption is you don't have to pay for shavus. You're not paying for shavus. Then the shall teach me the same way. Pater from shavus, not a pater for So according to the rabbanan basrai the chachamim, the pater and from everything. So we have three opinions here. The rabbanan chachamai, the first opinion, of the rabbanan, and chayev both in shavus and ripui for these Tzmachim. According to Rabbi Yehuda, you and ripui but not shavus. And according to the chachamim basrai. Yechayev, not in ripui, and not in sheves, in, in total. Those are our three opinions here. So just for clarity's sake, of the Rashi's we saw up until now, Dimei Shiftei, of the discussing the sheves that you have to pay due to the tzmachim, Rashi says I've explained it, obviously we're talking about where he became sick due to the tzmachim themselves, but if he became, you know, sick due to the makkah, obviously that goes without saying that Yechayev and shavis. There's a connection between them. The Torah says, You should give Shavas and you should give ripui. The Torah connected them. And here, since you're not chayven you're not chayven ripui. Yeah, you're not chayven ripui. As in contrast, Rabbanam Kamai, the first opinion of the Rabbanam, the I obligate you in everything. So those are our three opinions. Now, after the Gemara establishes, we have three different opinions here. The Gemara yes wants to know, so what's the argument about? But my Kamiflagi? what are we discussing? Amr So Rav said as follows: i sorry. the be I found the sages in the base midrash of Rav. They asked viva company. They were sitting and said as follows: Here are cases whether or not you're allowed to make an egid. Where they're allowed to make a bandage on a wound. Rabbanan savri, the Rabbanan hold you're allowed that what? knit in the Eged. You're allowed to make an egged for a Huda Savri, Sav and Makalin in the Eged. And therefore what? Rihuda holds that Makkah you're not allowed to make an eged. And therefore Repui did not in a kromachayev. So according to Rabbi Huda, since you're not allowed to make an egged, when it comes to Repui, there, the Torah said repeat each twice, rafpe yirafpe. So even though you're not allowed to do it, same Machayev, Nonetheless, you have to pay. But Shemus says I tell the be'kra. But Shemus, but the Torah only said shiftei yitain. Only said it once. Therefore, the leydal ni be'kra didn't repeat it. Leim achayev. You don't have to pay it. So now, before we get into the details of the question, what's it mean nitnei the eged? What's this discussion nitnei the eged, noni the eged? So Rashi says as follows: nitnei the eged. They will give permission to the victim to bandage up and to wrap his wound. Now what does this help do? This mitigates the pain of cold. Now what happens? You wrap up this wound to prevent it from being exposed to the cold weather. And now what's going to happen because you wrapped it up? Says Rashi... Now you're going to get this fungal infection due to the heat and the moisture from the wrapping. You wrap up a cut. So there's moisture, there's heat there. So that results in a viral infection. A fungal infection, I'm sorry. So now why are you allowed to do this? You're allowed to do this because it mitigates pain. It takes away the cold. Now, that being said, this whole discussion wouldn't start if there's a benefit, a medical benefit to... They're wrapping it up. so assume as a Dabur Pashat that obviously that you're allowed to do that. And therefore, that if there would be Tzmachim which come due to this wrappage, this bandage, so obviously it's incumbent upon the assailant to pay for that. The whole discussion here is that are you allowed to do something which might jeopardize your health as a means to mitigate the pain caused by the attack? According to the Chachamim, you're allowed to mitigate the pain, even if it might cause medical complications. Whereas according to the Behudal, it's lo Now what's that mean? Lo nidna reshus le'eged. You're not permitted to. Chazal didn't allow you to. You don't have the lachik right to take that into your own control. agad. And again, this he did it for his own enjoyment, his benefit. It's not a medical need. It's a, it's a personal need. So it's a way to avoid pain. And since Chazal didn't let him do it, Hilkoch, therefore, the, the fungus which grows on his skin due to that bandage, therefore it's not comment upon the mazik to pay for it. He's putter from paying for it. So that's the Sevaru. We have a fundamental machlikas. When you have a wound that's painful, are you allowed to do things to mitigate the pain, even if there's no medical benefit An other rabba not if there's not a medical benefit, is actually a medical detriment. Are you allowed to mitigate your pain in light of a medical detriment? According to the Chachamim, yes. According to the Bihuda, no. Now, the Behuda is a because the Behuda comes along and the Behuda says that even though you're not allowed to, and when it comes to repui, it says it twice. It says it twice, so even though you're not allowed to, if you did it, then you still have to pay repui. But, shavus, you're not allowed to do it. It only says it once in the Pasuk, so if you did it, you don't have to pay shavus. It's a Pela. At the end of the day, you're not allowed to do it. You're not allowed to do it. So if you didn't listen to Chazal, you don't have the right to do something, so even the Torah says, Rape Rape, what's that mean? The Torah said not to do it, but if you do it, still pay? It's counterintuitive, it's logical. So it comes along the Gemara, and the Gemara says as follows, So I, Rabbah, who went to the base of of Rav and heard them saying this, I told them, Anna, if you're going to ask me, if you're not allowed to do it, Chazal HaKadoshim said you can't wrap it up. You don't have permission to do so. So So obviously, you're not paying ripoi. So rather, what must be the case then? Everyone agrees you're allowed to wrap it up to mitigate the pain. But what's the question? You're not allowed to wrap it up too much. You're not allowed to overwrap. Review the sover, and review the whole hell of the opinion as follows. Came into the Yaseira. Since you're not allowed to do an Egidyasera, the repui which the Torah said twice, Mechayev, you have to pay. The Chavis had only said it once, then you don't have to pay. The Rabbanan sovereign came into the Tanibakro, the repui, the Chavis, the Iskis, the repui. And the Rabbanan say, no. Since there's a heckish between Ripui and Shavus, so then, even on Shavus, since the Torah said Ripui twice, you have to pay Ripui, that'll reveal in regards to Shavus, you also have to pay. So that's the fundamental machlakis. Now there's a serious issue that has to be dealt with here, because the Gemara says, Everyone agrees that you can make an Egid, you just can't make an Egid yaseira. So now what was our case here? What was the case? that there's a mechlikis between the Rabban and Rabbi Huda. So if we're talking about a case of Eged, regular Eged, so then it seems Pashat that everyone would allow it, and therefore everyone should say that you're Yochayev both in Ripu and Shevas. That shouldn't be a discussion. So rather, what's the case? The case is, we're talking about where you did an Eged Yaseira. You did an Eged Yaseira, and nonetheless there's a mechlikis. Now why would that be? The same way we asked in the previous case that if the Chazal said you can't do a repui, you can't do an eged at all in Rabbi Yehuda, and then you went ahead and make an egged, so you're exempt entirely. So similarly, when they say you can't make an eged yisera, and you make an eged yisera, how can both the Rabbanon and Rabbi Yehuda agree that we can be you at least the repui? You didn't listen to Chazal HaKadoshim. There's a bam kasha. So the Rashba asks this question, and the Rashba says as follows. The Rashba says, here is different. Because when Chazal said you can't make an egged at all, and now you went ahead and made an egged, that's gross negligence. Gross negligence? Obviously, we're not going to hold the assailant liable to pay for your gross negligence in your medical care. That not. But here, what's the difference between Eged and Eged Yisera? That line is a fine line. And inasmuch as Egid and Egid Yassir is a fine line, the fact that he crossed that line and made an Egid Yassirah, even though he's only allowed to make an Egid, is not called gross negligence. If that's not gross negligence because it's a nuance that he oversaw, therefore we can still obligate him to pay that. And since we can still obligate him to pay that, why have a makhlikis. How far does that extend? According to the Rabbanan, it extends even to Shavis, because there's a Hekish, Shavis and Ripui. Whereas when according to Rabbi Yehuda, there's no Hekesh, there's no Hekesh, the only time it says the Pasuk twice is in regards to Repuis, that's all of Machayv, So that's the Mechalakas up till here. So now, once we determine the original think the main Mechalakas, we're going to understand different droshas in the psukim that uh, have a different relevance here. So now comes the Gemara and says like, it's as follows, Rabbi Yehudah, salva sheves the Mechaev, sheves, which is not obligated to pay to rachmana rach Sheves, you're exempt because the Torah said Rak. So even though he says that the Torah holds there is a Hekesh, just we don't apply it in as much as the Torah limited by Rak. Viral Rak. So what's Rak coming to exclude? The Shalei Mach Masamak Mahud Asa. It's excluding Tzmachim which Shalil Shalil Mach Masamaka. You might think that you're chayiv to pay for Tzmachim Shalil Mach Masamaka. But the Gemara says, the Torah says Rak to tell you you don't. Now why would you be chayiv? So again, that goes back to our explanation that we said in the mission already. That Shalimah Hasamaka, maybe you think we're Chayev, if they were exacerbated by the fact that there was a pre existing condition, so that would be limited from the Pasuk of Rak. So says the Gemara. The Rabbanan Basrai. Now, this is all the discussion of the Rabbanan Kamayah, the Rabbanan, and the Rabbi Huda. Now the, now the Gemara is going back to Rabbanan Basrai, that makes a heckish between Sheves and Ripoi. So Rabbanan Basrai, the Kosha Chayev be Chayev Repoy. Then you have this principle that whoever is ha'iv and she'ves is also obligated to pay ripui but if you're exempt from shavas, then following suit you're also exempt from ripui. So ripui, detanye be'i Why does the Torah say verape What's the... Why did the Torah say it twice? Why is it repeated? So it says the Gemara, We need it for that which be Shmuel taught detanye be'i taught as follows the Torah says he should certainly heal. Why did it say, Rabbi, Rabbi, he should certainly heal? He said it twice. it the From here we can learn, we can extrapolate that a person is able to give medical treatment. So obviously a person can give medical treatment. There's a, there's a payment called Ripui. So what's the Chiddush of this Gemara? We know this already that you're able to do refuah from rapo. So how come we have to learn it from the rapo Yerape? Why is it have to say it twice? What's the redundancy? And to say, mar, you could say, we, amin, I would have thought hani, mili, maki, bidei, I would well, have only thought that you have the ability to heal something if a person gave someone else a wound. But if it was a heavenly decree a person gets sick without some kind of external impetus, but when a person goes to heal that, the a Melech. I might think that you're acting against God. God made this person sick. And now, you're trying to stop him from being sick. That can't be. You're acting against God. Therefore, it told us that even if it was a chili, which is bali de shamayim, so nonetheless, you have the ability to give it medical treatment. I brought you here a terus chayim. The terus chayim brings another opinion from the Eben Ezra. The Eben Ezra has a Habamina to say that you can only treat wounds... ...which are external, something that you could see. But something which is internal, and you're not able to see... ...so then maybe I would think that you're not able to treat them. Who says you can go you know, and treat something which is not visible to the eye? So if there's something which is a direct problem, you can see it... ...something which is tangible, so then deal with it. But if it's something which is internal, then you can't see it. So then who says you have the right to interfere? <inaudible> ...under all circumstances you have the right to give this person medical treatment... So that would be the different two different understandings to go ahead and understand what this kiddish is of Be'iru Bishmah. Now, Tisvis, in Demi Maskol, says that this whole discussion is talking about Mayri. it's talking about whether there no Oimen. Because if there was an Oimen, I'm reading the Kamon. So, Tisvis says as follows. There's a concept called Omed. Omed means the Basin sees from the onset, the wounds that the victim received, and from the onset, they'll already give a monetary value for each one of the payments. If that happens, even if the assessment isn't accurate, and we see that things actually got worse than we assumed they were, and they were easier than we assumed they were, nonetheless, the monetary payment stays the same. So here, Tersis goes out of his way to say that it has to be that this whole discussion of all smachim, and whether you're hive to pay for that is without an Omid. Because if it's with an Omid, inasmuch as this is something which was not part of the initial assessment, so obviously there's things which aren't being paid for. And the truth is, you wouldn't have to. Because inasmuch as the situation depreciated, and he was more sick than we've assumed, so part of an Omid is that you have to bite the bullet. That's something you have to deal with. So that would be... Another fact to keep in mind, which is going to be relevant in other sugyas that we see, that this is specifically talking about within an omid, and that's why the amount that you're paying is privy to change. So that was this sugya, three-way machlokas. Whether or not, obviously everyone agrees that when it comes to mitigating the pain due to a wound, that's the right of the victim to do so. The question is, does he have the right to mitigate the pain entirely, or does he only have the right to mitigate the pain in a way which doesn't um, cause or allow for medical complications? Everyone agrees he can do it in a way which doesn't cause medical complications. But if there's a more effective way to do it which might cause medical complications, the Rabban and Kamai allow that. And not only do they allow... I'm sorry, they don't allow that, but if he does it, no one allows it. But if he does it, since it's, all, it's not gross negligence, the fact that he did it, so the Rabbanon kamai say that the assailant has to pay not just the ripwi but also the shavus which follows suit. The Rabban, Rabbi Yehuda says he has to pay only for the ripwi but not for the shavus. Whereas when it comes to the Rabbanon Basrai, they don't have to pay not for the and not for the shavus either. Three-way machlokas in regards to what happens when a person gives himself excessive Treatment in order to mitigate pain. Now so continues the Gemara. Tanur is taught in a How do we know that if Tsmachim came as a result of the treatment of the, the original wound Minister Hamaka? And after the fact the the wound was healed, but the fungal infection remained. shechayim the him shifty that he says to pay for his medical treatment, he has to pay for his unemployment. Tamar the merak was told the term rak shift a yitin <brien> in upon irape. He has to give both shevis and ripui. Yalchal afilu sheli machmas hamaka. I might think that if it was a fungal infection, even not due to hamaka, nonetheless you'd have to pay tamar the merak. Therefore, it comes along the term it says rak to limit that obligation. Rav Yisie bar Yehuda, Rav Yisie the son of Yehuda said as follows: Af machmas hamaka pater, even if it was a fungal infection due to the makkah, your from paying, shne rak. as much as the Torah says rak. Now it doesn't say what your are from paying. So there is a discussion. Yikida Amri, some people said, af masamak a potter lagamri, Some people understood, Rabbi Sibir Yehuda was saying that your are from everything, both ripui and shevas, like the Basrai. basroi. Amri, Afmach masamak a potter, me shevas ripui. But some say, no, he's a chayv and ripui, and the whole Torah is going on shavus. And come on, who would that be like? Kavua, like his father. Let's not forget it. So if you see where Yehuda, so it was like Rabbi Yehuda, that he'd be chayv and ripuy, but pata b'shevis. They're two opinions. So that's this Gemara. So now we have a whole new Gemara. This Gemara is a more lambdash Let's read it through once, and then we're going to ask some questions here. So this is the Gemara as follows. Amar Mar said, I may think you have to pay... For the smokhim which came even Shalimach Masamaka, Tama Lemirak. The tortoise says rak to teach me it's natural. Shalimach Masamaka by Kral. Why is it that Shalimach Masamaka needs a pustle? Because seemingly it's obvious you don't have to pay for it. my Shalimach Masamaka, what's it mean? Shalimach Masamaka, could it tell you that it was not the I You didn't listen to the doctor, but ukhud vash or kumi minisika. Or he ate dvash, or he ate kumi minisika, he ate honey or something sweet. Now, why shouldn't he have done that? Because Dvash and Kolmina Mesika are difficult. They cause, they aggravate a wound. And now what happened? Now, his Maca got something called Gargusani. Gargusani, Rashi tells us, is called something called which is basar mace. It's dead flesh. So due to this eating of the sweet thing, there was dead flesh. Yeah, so you might think you have to pay for it you don't have to do it. Says what are these It's dead flesh. So will say how do you heal this? the You have these three different things. Ohlo Rashi says Ahalomi. Kira is Shava is wax. Vikalba is Rashina. Rashina is something in a Khabya's seal. there's something in some kind of sediment in uh, wine barrels. The Amali Asiachana now, if the assailant goes to the victim and he tries to start pulling a shtick, he says, "You know what? I heard you. I know I heard you. ana. I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to heal you." So even if he's a qualified doctor, he has a, uh, an M.D from the medical school of Harvard University, nonetheless, the victim can make the following claim: "Amalika Ariya Arba. You think you're coming to me like a doctor? You look to me like a lion plotting to attack me. The Amir lay, and if now the assailant says to him, Maysina Asya demugin. Maysina Asya demugin demugin. He said, Let me bring for you a doctor that'll heal you for free. Now, why would he have someone that's going to heal for free? Rashi says, It's a craver, it's a Korav. It's a relative of his. They'll bring in a relative to heal him. It won't cost him anything. So the assailant can respond, A doctor who's going to come and heal for nothing, is worth nothing. There's no uh, responsibility. He's not going to be any responsibility. So he says, you know what? I have a friend far away that's a doctor. I'll bring him in. I'll give you a discount. He says, a doctor from a faraway place is amount is causing me to be blind already because inasmuch as, much as he's, his profession isn't here even if he doesn't do a good job so who cares if he doesn't do a good job there's not going to be a responsibility no one's going to find out here and therefore people are still going to use him so again there's no reason for him to work extra hard and therefore he has a right the victim has a right to claim I don't want him to be my doctor now what happens if the victim says to the assailant you don't give me money and I'll heal myself the assailant can say he said he could respond that you're not going to do a good job you're not going to take care of yourself and now it's going to cost me more and if he says you know what so fine so make me a set deal all the more so. You're just going to keep the money and not heal yourself whatsoever. And now everyone's going to see you limping around. And people are going to be angry at me and call me. So therefore, he has a claim. He doesn't want to do it. Now let's stop here. This Gemara is so interesting. The Gemara understands. This Gemara, holds this Gemara has a discussion. First of all, of what's it mean, of Rodivra That's discussion number one. And number two is we have to get into what's it mean, what is this of the rapis, that we have these claims back and forth, that the assailant can say, and that the, he wants to claim to it, the victim can claim victim can the mikates. All these discussions back and forth, what's the parameters of the chiv ripui that this whole discussion gets off the ground? So let's take it slow, one step at a time. So first of all, the Gemara says, so what happens? This guy got a wound. Now, whatever wound this is, if he eats honey or something sweet, it's going to exacerbate the wound. Now, if that's true, he was over al The Rifa said. So now what? The rife said, "Don't eat So now, what's the Gemara continue to say? The Gemara says. Now, parenthetically speaking, I'm not sure why that's relevant right now. That seems like tangential to the point. Now, what happens? It continues in our storyline. Now, he gets dead flesh. Now, what's relevant here? It was overall divry of Overall implies... The doctor told him, don't have dvash, don't have minemesika, because if you do, it's bad for your wound. And now he goes ahead and eats it. So, maradakule alma. If the doctor said, don't do something, and you did it, so, obviously, no one's responsible for the payment of the results of that. You did not listen to the doctor. The same way in Rebbe Yehuda, if the guy's not allowed to make an eged, and he made an it, so obviously he's putter. The assailant's potter from paying for that ripui. So, so too also. The doctor says, don't eat mina Don't eat dvash. And you ate dvash. You didn't listen. So, obviously, a potter. Why do we need to exert a kus of rack Question number one. Question number two is, the doctor said, some, don't do something. He said, don't do something. So, why does the Gemara add this ten- tangent? It seems like the Gemara is giving a reason why he shouldn't have eaten the dvash of the mina why shouldn't he eat the dvash Masika? Because of the Kash and the, the, the Makkah. That's not the answer. The answer is because the doctor said not so. The issue is he was where the issue is he ate something which is problematic to the wound, which complicates the wound that he has. If the issue is he didn't listen to the doctor, so then the Gemara doesn't have to say, Every time the doctor says something, the Gemara has to tell us. What the what the complication is? They egged yaseira. They egged. It. it didn't tell us what the complication is. Rashi had to fill us in. It is, the doctor said no. Chazal said no. So don't do it. You did it. You're pesheya. You don't get ripui. Here, Divra The Rafa said don't do it. Now the government has to give an explanation. So that sounds to me very much like Dafka? So Their Dafka The doctor didn't say not to eat like, so it. Like, Really, you shouldn't have eaten it. Why not? Because everyone knows that it's Kashinamaka. Difficult. So, what I'm asking now is that the, the the case itself is contradictory. What's the reason why he's putter? The reason why he's putter is because he's Evra divra Reife. Well, the reason he's putter is because he ate something which he should have known better not to eat. So, now we have two questions overall. Number one is Evra Divya if that's the problem. So that's obvious. I don't need a Gemara. I don't need a Drasha to tell me that. Number two. If it's because if it's a Stira, is the issue that is Uvra Divra Raifa, or even if he wasn't Avra Divra Refa, he ate something which he should have known better not to eat. So Rashi says Ovra Divraya He was was Ovra Divra Raisha Raifa says to ushivle psha He's not called a gross grossly negligent. He's not called grossly negligent. Now de Kule Alma. What's Tiswas doing? The guy, a doctor says, don't do X, and you do X. Is there a bigger Pushaya in the world than this guy? My assumption is this guy takes the cake. Obviously this guy takes the cake. He's not a Pesheya. He's the biggest Pushe in the world. The doctor said don't do it and he did it. The doctor said don't get the bandage wet and he put it in the sink. He went swimming. He's not a pesheya. Obviously, he's a pesheya. He's the biggest pesheya in the world. So my assumption is that Tunisus here is saying, Avril Divriya Refe is not such a pesheya because the doctor never said it explicitly. Tunisus is lavdavking the first part of the Gemara where it says, Avril Divriya Refe, don't think the doctor said don't eat something sweet. That's not what the doctor said. The doctor said, you have a wound, you have to be careful. You have to take care of yourself. And now what happened? After the doctor said take care of yourself, he was Ochot Dvash O'Komim And there, Nimnesha Dvash O'Komim the Krashtanamaka, he should have known. Everyone knows that Dvash and Mokim Nesika are bad for it. And now, it was Helem Makasagrugasani. Now there came dead flesh. Now the question is what to do. If that's the case, that the first part is naf Navdavka, the doctor said, take care of yourself. He didn't say, don't eat honey. So if all the doctor said is take care of yourself, then I understand both Chilushim and the Gawar. Number one, I need a drusha. Why? Because by Edson the doctor never told me what to do. Just because something's common knowledge, I should have known better. But since the doctor didn't tell me explicitly maybe I should really be the, the I the assailant should be hived to pay for his ripui, Kamash Malan that no Iraq tells me that fight that far we don't we don't obligate the assailant. That's number one. Number two, now there's no stero. Over diverf take care of yourself. How does he take care of himself? By staying away from things which are Known to be bad for his health, so that would be a gemshmak read in the Gemara, and that's maybe what Tosis is doing when Tosis goes out of his way to say lechoshiv lepasha even though he was explicitly overal Diverefa, That would be a gemshmak read in the Gemara. With that being said, let's let's see. Let's the next stage of the Gemara. The next stage of the Gemara has all these claims back and forth that the both the assailant and the victim can make in regards to how is the obligation of reif going to be manifest. Now, in general. In general, this whole Gemara is so interesting. Let's let's take it slow. Yeah, let's read this in again, and now let's attack it. Via Now let's say that the assailant says to the victim, "I'm going to heal you." So let's ask a basic question here: Why in the world would the assailant think that he could do that? Why 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 would he think he could do that? You can't heal me the same way there's something called Nezek and shavus and Belichis and Tsar, there, the obligation is pay me money. So, here also, pay me money. What do you mean, I'll heal you? Pay me money. So, the fact that he even makes this claim makes me believe that the Chiv Ripui is not a Chiv money, it's something else. Now, you could attack me and say, it's not true, Maybe Amalay asyechano is something what we call sheva It's bartering. Really, I have to pay you money. But in lieu of that money, I'll give you something which has a value. And that value is called, I'll give you medical attention. Maybe. But what's the Gemara respond? Amalei. so the victim responds, demis alay Ka'aria arba. He says, no, why not? Because you look to me like a lion which is plotting to get me. It's plotting to attack me. If it's Sheba Kesef, you're trying to barter with me. So my response would be, I don't want to barter. Why would I want to barter? I'm not interested, I'd rather have a cash. Why do you have to come up with a svara of the Misa Leika Arya Arba, even without that svara, I could tell you. Not interested. Pasha, not interested. So the whole concept, this whole discussion of asicha and the response of the Misa Leika Arya, seems to me like a very strong proof that the whole obligation here isn't a monetary obligation, but it's something different. What that is, we'll get to soon, but it seems to me like it's something different. So now, let's continue along this line of thinking. Is this a moment or not? So later on, the Gemara gives another case. The case is that the victim says kudstimiketz. Let's make a deal. I will establish a certain amount of money, and that's the amount of repay that you have to pay, and after you pay that, you're off the hook. So now, what's the Gemara respond? gonna respond, the same one say, No, Kol Shekini doesn't want to, the Beshatim and you're not going to take care of yourself. The Crowley Shor Hamazik, and they're going to call me Shor Why are they calling you Shor Hamazik? What's your obligation for Ripui To pay him money? You paid him the money. Everyone knows there was a case in Bastet. He's not coming you with claims now, you owe me money, you never paid, and because you never paid, that's why I'm limping. So you're limping, you didn't take care of yourself. What's it have to do with me? Why is anyone calling you a Shur Pashat, not a So it seems to me, it seems to me, mamish Pashat, that a Chiv Ripui isn't a Chiv Mabad. So what is it? So I would say, the way I would say it, Pashat, is that it's a Chiv, the Rapos. You have an obligation to give him, to make sure that he gets medical attention. It's a chi of the rapos. And so therefore, the whole concept here isn't that when you do a ma'isachavalah, so we assess how much damage is you pay the medical bill, the answer is no, you don't pay the medical bill. You make sure he has medical attention. Now the way that might be manifest in reality is that you pay a medical bill at the end of the day, but your obligation is to make sure that he gets healed. If the obligation is to make sure he gets healed, so then he has a claim. I'm going to heal you. Let me heal you. Let me take care of you. So how do say, even though theoretically that's a way for you to fulfill your obligation, I as the victim have a right to say, no, since you're the one that put me here, I don't view you as someone who's protecting me. I view you as someone who's actually attacking me. And therefore, he has the right to claim medical help which he feels comfortable with. So that's what happened. Asichana. You want to fulfill your chiv, the rapos, to take, make sure that I get medical treatment on your own, that I'm not willing to hear, that I'm not willing to have. Similarly, the inverse. What's co Code Cates is, I, the victim, am willing to say, how, how could you go ahead and fulfill your obligation to take care of me? Let's set up a price, which we both think is fair, for how I will take care of my medical treatment, and that will suffice for you taking care of me. To that, I'll say No. Because if my role here is to take care of you, and you're still going to have a limp at the end of the day, everyone's going to call me a Shoramazek. I wouldn't fulfill my obligations. I don't want to live a life where people are calling me the Shoramazek. Why don't live up to my medical, uh, my medical obligations? And therefore, I'm not interested. Therefore, I don't want to be the case But again, we see that the Gemara is assuming that the Chiv here is the Chiv Mara. So I think this is very Geschmack. That being said, that being said, Let's go back to the Mishnah. What's it saying in the Mishnah? Ripui hako chayiv le rapesei Says the Mishnah. What's it say? Ripui hi ko, you hidden? So what's the din? Chayiv le It doesn't say chayiv le ripui Chayiv le So when it comes to Nezek, the Gemara has a whole piece here. He makes a Shuma, kamahayeofa, so there, Tsar imdin in kadman of reiter nitein ripui chayv derapese chayv That's it. We have a to imerap him. So again, I'm a raya from the dicto klash in mishnah, that that also would be another proof that what that the chiv ripui is a chiv the rappers as opposed to a chiv mamon. That being said, I want to go with you now through some of the geduli achrinim as well as a Ramban on the Torah, and try to see how this idea, this concept, is taken by the Mishenim and the So as an introduction to the Kavit Shiorim, I'm going to see a Gemara together. The Gemara is in Sur 7, Masechaz gitan Amemar, Maraset, and Shifter, of the Rabbi. If an Eved gets attacked, you give both the Shavis and the Ripoi to his Master. It says the Gemara, Shifter, Ipshita, Obviously, the shavis is unemployment you give to the master, the master he's supposed to be working for. So, Rifuaso instrukhalei. The chinish is for Ripui. Rifuaso didehi. Really, the Rifuah belongs to the Evid. Dabai itsuyebei. Because through that money that he got for Ripui, he has to get healed. Says the Gemarae achanami, loytsui chedam do the chamisha Really, the whole case of Ripui that goes to the master is where the bastin appraised his wounds of needing five days of medical treatment. They made a really stark refuah, and now he healed in three days. So it's an extra two days' worth of payment that was left over. What would you think, that since the evid is the one that went through the pain, maybe he gets to keep that extra money for those two days? Kamash Malan, that no, that shift over the rabbi, that extra money, the change, actually goes to the master. So that means there's two different assessments here. One is the repui itself. The repoy itself, which is used for his medical care, goes to the Evid, Whereas the change, if there's extra money left over from the repoy that was given through the oimid, there that goes to the master. Says al Chonan in Kevit Shiorim, in Source Eight, this we should when the When it comes to someone who damages a Canaanite slave, the evad. The repo goes to the slave, the boy atzuyabe, gittinun bays. the who cares if the Eved necessitates medical attention? We call Mokon. Nonetheless, we have a din. can Whatever money goes into the Eved automatically belongs to the Master. There's no concept of an Eved having his own property. Therefore I can prove to you beyond a shadow of a doubt. The obligation of Repu is not a monetary obligation. tsarich, you have to give him a medical treatment. You really have to take care of him. And if you can't do it yourself, you have to go and hire doctors. And since there's a privilege of the Ebid to get medical attention, on that privilege, the Din of Masha Kana doesn't apply. Now he's going to say a tremendous Navkavida. The whole kiddush is chiveh na pui say. Therefore, if the chiveh is chiveh mi pui ba harkach nerag nechpal, but after he was chiveh mi pui, the victim died for a different reason. Says a molchana in tzaruch the shem li that he ripui which based in set aside you don't have to pay towards yosheh. But the meaning for zochah nechpal may ruf We don't say that the victim already merited to have the money of his damages. The Because this money is not a monetary privilege. Really, it's just a chus that he can claim for his own refuah. So the Maisa, the Luchanan is proving this din of Achiev, the Rappas, as opposed to Achiev, Mamad, from the din of an Evin getting the money for his refuah. Because if not, it's a Masha, can I even come in a rabbi? It's a masha kona ebe kona rabbi. The nafka he wants to bring out from that is if there's a chiv l'rafeis, and the guy dies, the victim dies, that chiv l'rafeis doesn't create a monetary chiv to, the, to his kids. Now, if this is our only proof, I wouldn't be sold, 100%, because the fact that an ebe gets ripui could be that it's part of exerce kosev. Where we know, Shifta to yiti, rapi, that there's a din of ripui. If there's a din of ripui, even though there could be normatively a clause of Masha Kana Eved it could be the fact that the Torah says there's a chiv which applies also to an Evid, that could be that the Torah is saying you, telling to you that there's an exception. There's an exception to the rule of Masha that there's a limitation to it. It doesn't apply when the Torah dictates that this guy needs medical attention. So it doesn't have to be that it's a chiv Mamad. but in and of itself, it's a nice idea, it's a nice proof so now, that's number one the Kavit Now let's see the Birkas Avram, Ravama Etniger, Ripui, Kolil the L'Rafay Hina Yesh La'akovichir Ripui. One can make a Chakira in regards to the obligation of Ripui im Zekhiv ki ki'idokh me'ezdvorin, whether maybe it's a monetary obligation like Nezik and Sa'ar, or the Zekhiv, or maybe this is a mitzvah, a practical. You have to make sure it gets healed. Ukapash is not in Mishnah. He makes the same deal, like the basic language of the Mishnah, Chayib, what's the practical difference? First he says, V'naf The other practical difference is, What happens if the victim is chayib to the assailant money prior to the Chavala? And he had no money to pay yet. Because if it's a monetary chayv, we could say that this chayv of ripui cancels out the chayv, the monetary chayv has no inter-existent. zed, The we Right, but if it's a dinner so then he has no ripui from, from the fact that the chayv gets cancelled out. So now it comes along, the Birchas Shmuel, the Birka of Sarin continues. Immediately, this with the Peshat of the Right? What's does claim that you were pursuing yourself with the Kesher Amud? You name it as Zechiv Damin. We say monetary You can money. to case. Obviously, the Nizig is able to say, "Just set, set me an amount. Here is your money. So let's make a deal. What's the amount going to be?" Obviously, the whatever the monetary. Causes of the report, what is merits in the money. He said, "Gufa Mukach There is a chiv that So, the very fact that he has a claim of cruelly destroying a mazik uh, is the biggest proof. Then, then it's not a chiv moment, rather a Two more proofs. The so Chazan Yecheskel says as follows: had does he know the mechilta of Rashbi? Somebody's bringing from a mechilta. Mechilta is a midrash halacha, Sefer Shmays. Deem Olive Smachim, Shalay Mahmasamaka Potter Meshavas. Right, if a person gets smachim, Shalimachmasama, so the patter from Shavas. <they're laughs> and are obligated to pay for the Rafua, and, <laughs> and to the Imkana Divirfah. And this was Abra Divir Rayfair. Bir Hadabar says the Khazni Khesko, what's Pshat? In this stance, kilo what we would call Shita Sabihudo. So he says, Ripui <laughs> is inherently different than Shavis. Why? Ripui <laughs> is a mitzvah to make sure, it's an obligation to make sure that he's healed. Okay, therefore, however long the wound wasn't totally healed from, he still stands obligated in his need, to take care of his prior damages of when it comes to shivas is a payment of nezik and that which he was withheld him he nullified him from doing the work there is a of compensation for the work he lost out at but again this this distinction when it comes to Tzmachim, according to the Mechilta, the Rechatzkal on the Mechilta, he wants to say that the distinction is the Chiv of Ripu is a Chiv the Rapis, it's a, it's a Chiv which is al Kakafta de Gavra, Techiv and Naisim, nice whereas when it comes to the Chiv Shevis, it's a Chiv Maman. So again, a third source that we're seeing here to buttress this principle that we're trying to establish that the Chiv Ripu is a Chiv the Rapis. Let's see the last one, the last one's a Ramban, Al Ataurah. V'amirak shifter yitain berape yirapei v'loyma shifter iviruflosa He has a deal the pasuk itself, the Raman. Why does it say shifter yitain berape yirapei? Really, it should say shifter iviruflosa yitain. You should give both. Says the Raman the Hagid shi yitain schar el harifim yirpeisoli. It's the teaching here: should give money to the doctors, and the doctors should heal him. You can't say, just give me the money you owe me from the medical bills. Rather, you have to heal him, no matter what. So we see here from the Ramban already that from a dik and the pasach itself, a dik for the pasach itself, that's going to be our source to the fact that you and a ripui. The Torah says, shifta yitain." Shavus is something you give, it's asina, it's Mamun, it's double. Yad layad. Whereas when it comes to ripu, it's a rapo, it's not something you give, it's something you do. You give a refuah, you cause a refuah. This would be another raya, the whole concept of rifuah is a new concept. The Chanisha Dvorim are five different payments, the five different obligations. The obligation of ripuah being that the Chanaim that a a make sure he's taken care of, make sure he's healed. That being said, that's the sugya that we're going to see. Tangentially, tangentially, I'll just tell you, the Al Shulchan here discusses, so what can he actually claim the victim? That being said, can he claim the best doctor in the world? What if the, the, the doctor's more expensive than another doctor? So, these are all good questions. The basic understanding is that when it comes to the medical care, he gets, he can claim the best medical care possible. He can claim, I want to see the best doctor. Now, if there are two doctors whose medical expertise is the same, but one is less expensive than the other, then the assailant has the right to say, I, I pay for the best medical attention, but I'm going for the cheaper of the two. That's the assailant's privilege. And that's how the Archa Shulchan wants to deal with it. So again, after all this being said and done, the the Rappus is with the best medical attention possible, and the the, the, the the assailant has the right to get it done in the least expensive way that he's able to. Okay, Salcha